Welcome to Movie and a Beer, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. This is Dan Kapersky with our wonderful co-hosts. I'm Blake, the Martian expert. And I'm Randall. I feel like I've been zapped by an alien today. Sorry, guys. Yes, it's we're talking about today's episode, which is... Mars Attacks! Which is a great classic, Tim Burton-directed, 50s-era style B-Hollywood flick with a who's who cameo of celebrities that you just basically, who's not in it? Yeah, we're talking Michael J. Fox, Annette Benning, Jack Nicholson twice, a young Natalie Portman, uh, Glenn Close. Pierce every, Brosnan? Pierce Bronson, uh, Sarah Jack, Jessica Parker, Jack Mark Black. Short. Jack Black. Jack Black, he forgetting he's in that. In his first movie role, I believe. Oh, wow. He's like 18 in Christina this. Applegate for a little bit. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of really, really good celebrities. And so if you haven't seen this, this is a film that came out in 96. Yeah. 1996. Yeah. A hundred years ago. 1896. Well, now we're going to take on these Martians. It would have done well back then. It probably would have. It's a good film. It talks about, you know, how us as human beings get along with other hum- with other beings in the universe. Yeah. And obviously, if they're going to come visit us, they don't want to visit to give us stuff. They want to come and like take over our planet and kill us and take our resources. That's kind of like the anti-Star Trek. Mm, very yeah, much so. I think Martian Prime Directive is lie than zap. <laughs> <laughs> we come in peace. Or I guess, sorry, uh, as they would write it, ack, 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 ack. Yes, uh-huh. there's a lot of acting, and Classic. you had some interesting things when we started watching it. There was like they didn't know how to actually like how to write it down, and then what yeah, they were in the say. in the script it was filler. In the script they didn't know how they were going to sound, so they just wrote you know the words ack 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 ack, and come filming and recording and everything, they just stuck with the acts. And now the Martians, these horrible, big, exposed brains, skeleton faced, skinny weird speedo wearing monsters, just all speak by going ack 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 ack. With occasional, uh, like, yes, when they, they see, do some creepiness with when they see Sarah Jessica Parker in a space bikini. So, so there's a, a very fairly well known director named Ed Wood Jr., um, and we're looking at some stuff that was done by him on the screen in front of us. Beautiful. This film is based off of kind of his directorial and visual style where it's mm-hmm. just super cheese. The special effects are meant to be cheesy and unbelievable, and like that did yeah, that didn't really happen. The aliens, of course, are hilarious. They're asexual, but they act very sexual. That's the kind of funny part. They say when they dissect one, hey, there's no reproductive organs. That's a problem. Which feels like a callback to when that one androgynous uh, news person, reporter, uh, the first question being, do they have two sexes like we do? Do the Martians have two sexes like we do? And the scene just ends. Yes. <laughs> okay. Very appropriate. Classic scene. Do you guys know about this movie, Plan 9 from Outer Space by yes. Ed Wood? I've not, I don't think I've seen it, but I'm aware of it. Oh, it is by far, I think it's voted the worst movie of all time, actually. Really? Yeah. yeah it's, Over it's, The Room? Oh, yeah. I guess people like The Room because they like garbage. But anyway. Right. There's some hotness behind garbage sometimes. Mm-hmm. Garbage fires. That movie uses a lot of stock footage, whereas the movie that we're talking about uses no stock footage. Mm-hmm. It is all 100 percent 
You're right. I mean, it looks like the the animation of the spaceships coming down to surround the Earth and stuff. Pretty much every scene that the ships are in that you could put in stock footage, there's those ships are there. Yeah. So they they probably might have used stock footage, but then they they CG'd their spaceships on top Possibly. of it because there's some country scenes and I and in researching the film a little bit, they actually do film a lot of the scenes that are country scenes mm-hmm. in Kansas. That's right. You were telling us about all the spots you recognize. Yeah, they were like northwest of Wichita, about 25 miles out in the country. And the <laughs> opening scene of the film is this herd of cattle that's on fire. That's right. It, the film just, opens with the it smells like barbecue and then flaming cattle run by. You're like, oh, that's not good. This would have been a good movie for Smell-O-Vision. It would have because there was a lot of there's some yeah visual cues. So visual cues, green and red. Why are they both green and red? The movie was originally going to be released during Christmas that year, and I forget the exact reason why it got pushed back or pushed up or something. But it didn't release during Christmas. But the his intention was, oh yeah, yeah, it'll be funny, like red and green, like the you know Christmas colors. Yeah. I'm, so I'm so when the says seventy million dollar budget back in ninety six was a lot of movie. December fifteenth is when it opened though. Yeah. Oh, so maybe it did open. Well, maybe it I did don't open. Know. Worldwide. Maybe the idea is it's going to open on Christmas. Yeah, maybe I misread it. I and I can guarantee you, out of that seventy million dollar box office budget, fifty of that went to the, the president. No, to the president. I could oh. see. I feel like Jack Nicholson. He's like, you're going to pay me every penny you got. Twenty mil in my pocket. I feel like, considering how many effects there were and how many Martians were on screen, that a lot of these actors did it as either a favor or just for fun, yeah. or took whatever weird actor cut you can take to still get paid but not break the bank. Because I mean, he he plays the president and a sleazy Vegas casino owner, builder, operator. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I say it, it in just jest. be for fun. I say it in jest. Yes, most likely they oh, do okay. it for very little money. Because <laughs> Jack Nicholson really hams it up. He gets, and you can tell his fake. He, he's wearing fake wigs, like like yes, really bad yes, wigs. Yes. And he takes off the hat that has the league attached to it, and he's like, uh, "God damn it, this itches." Horrifying. You know, <laughs> it's hilarious. That reminds me. I would like for every limo to be stocked with every kind of alcohol known to man. And top it off with a bottle of Dome. The movie is very interesting. I I don't know how much plot spoil we want to do, but we do have some favorite lines that came out of the movie that are memorable. Like I remember them from having seen it the first time. Whoa, that's awesome. A long time ago. My favorite, and the one that actually... Grandma is the the woman who plays grandma. She's I don't know if she's still around or not. That was the one thing we didn't check. She has some great lines. She she acts like she has Alzheimer's and dementia, and she calls everybody by the wrong name. And she knows she's calling them by the yeah, wrong name. Yeah. and doesn't care because she can get away with it. But the music that she loves turns out to be the secret weapon. The thing that mm-hmm. can defeat them. They were going to nuke everywhere. And it's like, oh, wait, there's this really bad music she was listening to on her headphones. And they push up this <laughs> giant ray beam thing behind her to zap her. That's right. It's and a whole she big setup. it when she turns around. And you hear the, 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 the gorgeous sounds of yodeling, which I'm not going to recreate oh here. God. Yeah, I we're not going to punish anyone with that one. <laughs> In case any we have, have any uh, Martian listeners, we don't want to blast your ears open. What was that track? Do we remember? I don't think they ever actually said it. I I know they said the artist, and I don't mm. remember it. It's like polka, mm-hmm. essentially. Like Slim Whitman. That's Slim it. Whitman. That's a good name. Classic name. That's gonna be my pen name. When I start writing books. Yeah, it, he's from 1952. The song they used was from 1952. The one that was being played on the her mm-hmm. record player. 
the, the one song they played over and over, basically. Over and over, yes. Well, there Slim is... Slim Whitman, Indian Love Call, 1952. Indian... Oh, my God. Native what American name. Love Call. Yes. That's what should say, but they didn't care back then. <laughs> they didn't, but so that's, what they, that's what it is. At hour one, minute 19, second 36, we see people scrambling as the Martians attack. The shot right before ships attack Big Ben in Parliament is stock footage. From, from a, a crowd, crowd running in Washington Square Park filmed for Ghostbusters yes. 2. I remember I, it looked very familiar because there were some stock from that. I recognize like the blowing up scenes and they do, the ships come down and they blow stuff up all over the place. But yes, yes, we said there wasn't any stock footage, but yes, there is some stock footage because the blowing up of Big Ben is a classic and you know you can only re- really pay to reproduce that in model format and film it so many times. Yeah. That's Before awesome. you're like, well, no one will care. Thank you, Trivia Master Randall. I, I just, I thought I sw- I could have swore I saw one piece of stock footage in this film. Sure enough. Yes. And it does have Tom Jones in it. That's all I'm going to say. Dumped, 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 dumped. And that's all we'll, we'll cut off so I don't get sued. Yes. We don't get sued. Blake. Well, I mean, it's in parody. We can do 15 seconds in parody or in review. It's act, 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 act to be loved by anyone. Act, 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 What's your favorite uh, line, Blake? So a, a little plot spoil. Congress gets annihilated. The whole thing in this movie is the Martians claim they want peace, and then they start blasting everybody. And it's clear the whole time they just want to take tell, take us to to task, blow they're, us up. They're scared of birds. Bur, bur, not they don't like birds. That's true. They also don't like the human being. They don't explain that, do they? Why no. they don't like birds? Which feels like that that fifties B movie feel where they never explain why right. they just show. Right. Here's the thing, and that the rest of the movie favorite line is Congress is annihilated. They're dealing with the aftermath, and Jack Nicholson, as the president, as part of his big one of his big speeches, goes, "We still have two out of three branches of government, and that ain't bad." I want the people to know that they still have two out of three branches of the government working for them, and that ain't bad. Yeah, he's talking. He's like, "How do we?" The press secretary, which is quite hilarious. He's trying to like, "How do we? How do we like convince the, the people not to panic?" <laughs> so grandma Florence Norris is haha they blew up Congress that's really one of that is the most quotable quote right after when it happens it's on it's, it's on so TV good. and they show up and they start and then just everyone pulls their guns out and starts zapping them and it's there's it's not like they can just hold the trigger down and it's like a ray of electricity that extends and zaps everyone yeah. into dust it's so good it's so hilarious this movie's wild yeah. <laughs> classic I don't have a favorite line, but I do like what the top review from IMDb says. The best movie of all time, or maybe one of the worst. And I have to agree, because I remember seeing this in 1996 and not loving it. I was pretty young at the time. Mm -hmm. But watching it a second time, and I haven't seen it since, I loved it. Because it was an extremely sarcastic film. And I I just... the, The scene at the end where uh, Natalie Portman's character is giving the Medal of Honor to the kid right. who, and the who, grandma who, discovered, grandma, the, yeah, who discovered the weakness of the aliens. They have a, mar- a mariachi band. band um, uh, excuse me. They playing have a, a mariachi American, band yes. playing the national anthem, yes. which is just, in my opinion, brilliant. Where's Chewie? Where's his award? <laughs> That's right. I said that. I was like, Chewie didn't get his award because Natalie Portman's mom in the original Star Wars, what, what, didn't give Chewie an award. That's listen, all I'm going to say. Listen to this like, line. It's like a mixture of Star Wars, Animaniacs, <laughs> and Clockwork Orange. Brilliant. That, is, that, that is feels really, really accurate. That's really, really accurate. Exactly. It's just crazy violent 
without any real violence because everyone just disintegrates and doesn't really. I mean, there, there are things that are falling over and exploding and people getting thrown in the air, but it's it's kind of like it's not a lot of legit deaths. There's a lot of sci-fi death. And, mm-hmm. and the and the last line of that review is, if you like Jim Carrey or Brad Pitt, please go to another movie because you're not going to like this because it makes fun of Hollywood in and of itself. Right. It's I, I like both those actors. And I like this movie, but I'm just I'm just evolved. We did enjoy uh, the idea was to go buy beer. We knew what we were going to watch, and we went to a grocery store. Fred Meyer here in the local Portland metro area. Yep. Before we talk about the beers, are we going to do a commercial? Let's do uh, a commercial. Yeah, we're going to do one. We had one that called in, but it was all, all burned up, red and green, so we can't play that one. So but we do have. Hang on, folks. We got a commercial. When I'm calling you. New from Duolingo, Alien Languages Edition. You can you've learned uh, how to speak Martian. I got Hello. I will come in peace. Please take me to your leader. Now learn how to speak Saturnese. Blip, blop, blop, blip, 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 blop. Garbax. Hello, my name is Garblax. You can learn to speak Venetian. Zibble, zabble, zibble, library? Can you show me to the library? And Rangus 6. Hey, I'm a Tellurian. Uh, nice to meet you. Dur, dur, I'm a Rangus Dangus, dur. Lingo. Alien Languages. Thanks for hanging in there, everybody. This is Moving to Beer, and we're going to now transition to talking about the three beers that we enjoyed, or at Very least two thematic. of them that we enjoyed while we uh, watched this movie, Mars Attack. Yeah. So we had gone to Fred Meyer out in the Hollywood district because, you know, it's Hollywood. It's a Hollywood film. Hollywood gets blasted. And they have a really good selection of local and other beers at that location. And I don't endorse or support them because they're a Kroger brand, but you know what? They have good beer selection. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. We did... Three different IPAs, because we haven't done just straight up IPAs in a while. Mm-hmm. And I did. I literally found three different IPAs that have space related or oriented, because it's you know Mars and it's in space and stuff. Lends credence to the theory that aliens make IPAs. Just yes, they just do. putting that out there. Yeah, we started out with a Steady Orbit Grounded IPA from Ninkasi Brewing, which is out of you know Oregon, mm-hmm. Oregon, mm-hmm. down in Eugene. And that was, I think, the lightest of the three. The other two we had were a little bit bigger IPAs, but that was what would be, you would call a sessionable IPA as a four and a half percent ABV and thirty-five IBU. It was actually really nice and really nice and light, kind of a tropical fruit, citrus aromatics, and a little bit of dry yeah. citrus and pine. So the pine showed up a little bit to make it west coast, northwest, but it was very well balanced between the lighter malt and the lighter bitterness. So it was kind of like a really well done pale ale, but it was an IPA. What does that term sessionable mean? It means it's below four and a half percent. Oh, why that word? Uh, because you can drink more than one. Most, most of the, yeah, I take it as uh, you can have a session with your friends and knock a couple back. Oh. Yes. Like, like the Oregon beer session, which is Correct. Just crazy light. But Love it. so the whole, the, that originated in England. Mm. The term sessionable. It's sessionable in it. <laughs> most most beers you're going to find in England at pubs are sessionable beers because they know people are just going to sit and drink. They also are supposed to not change flavors too much when they warm up. So they're not mm. supposed to get really bad or really bitter. They're just supposed that? to stay pretty consistent when they when they do warm up because, mm-hmm. you know, your big Moss Kruger, your pint or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you're drinking out of, you're going to just let it sit and talk and not drink a lot. So mm-hmm. good question, Randall. Good question. Cool. It was really nice. Uh, so I think I liked it. Okay. Steady Orbit. I got it because of the box, and I hadn't had it before. So that was a new one from Ninkasi for me. 
the second one that we did was Space Dust IPA. Did we go on the Space Dust second or did we do the Ecliptic second? I can't remember now. I thought I there was the Ecliptic. Uh, the Ecliptic was, was Space Dust. So Space Dust was the Elysian. That was the that biggest. Was the oh, yeah. That was the giant yeah, one I didn't to like smack that one. you. The Starburst IPA from Ecliptic. Obviously, Starburst, it's got, you know, all of the Ecliptic brewing beers are related to astronomy yeah, in some way, yeah. shape, or form. I feel like we had one of them for the E.T. episode. I think we did. Probably. And so the Starburst, and it might have even been Starburst, mm-hmm. it's traditional West Coast style, Amarillo, Azaka, Centennial, Citra Mosaic, Simcoe. So just a huge range of like stone fruit, citrus, mm-hmm. and pine. It's just 100% pale malt, so it's very clean as far as the malt flavor profile. Yeah. So it, it's it's got this singular kind of malt presence against this wide-ranging, very dry, bitter, but a 7.8% ABV and 75 ABU. It's got a lot of bitter and dry flavors on it. Very citrus, dry, pithiness on the back. So absolutely hydrate with that one. You'd, yeah, we hydrated a bunch. We, we, <laughs> we, these were not small beers. The first one we started with was like the easy one, easy drinker, yeah. and then yeah. the, the next one was like, oh, it's going to hurt. <laughs> Did you guys like the second one as much as the first one? That's is the second one the Starburst? Yeah, the second one was not the as much. Okay, I, I agree. Think, I think overall, I think I liked the uh, the Ecliptic the best because I've had it before and I knew what to expect. Whereas the other ones was me trying it and going, "Okay, that's what that is." What's the next one? Yeah, the third one that we tried, and and again we went and sought out specific IPAs because yeah. we we hadn't done a West Coast or Northwest style IPA mm-hmm. challenge, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do three different ones because. And I knew there were a bunch of ones that had space-oriented themes. So we did Elysian Brewing Space Dust IPA. So out of these two, the Starburst and the Space Dust, they are what you would consider the standard bearer for those breweries. They are the ones that they make year-round consistently. Oh. Um, Space Dust out of Seattle, uh, Elysian Brewing, it's 8.2%, 73 IBU. It's a big beer like the other one. Big white head, pine, lemon peel, malt is just really, really present. It's a complex malt profile. It does have some rounded, kind of try to stand up to the crazy hopness, but it doesn't do as good of a job. And the bready malts kind of fall off in the mid, and then it's just dry bitterness on the back. And that's one of the, some people don't really like it, but as it warms up, it gets better. It's not, the, the bitterness That's right. kills off your, your profile. and, and I, remember, the, I remember you like making sure we, we yeah. knew that when we were watching. Yeah. And but then, Dan, you were either describing the beer or the disguise that one tall Martian wore that bit <laughs> Martin Short's finger off. Yes. Cool, 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 cool. Which was uh, kind of – so the, the, the fruit profile or the, the hot profile is going to be, as Randall's showing us, is going to be Ooh. grapefruit, mango, and orange aromatics. And those are reflected really – I think the orange peel and orange pith is going to show up more than the others. To me, that's kind of where it is, but there is it, it's it's pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. So all three of these beers, I enjoyed with the film, but again, I agree with Blake. The first one we did, I, I think, just because it's an easier drinker, yeah, the Steady Orbit grounded IPA from Ninkasi, I think one out of the three. All right, let's pick our favorite beer and rename it to fit the movie better. Okay? Yeah, sounds what do you great. say we play some? Plot keyword, rename that beer game. Uh, that sounds I awesome. I love this game so much. All right. Okay, so if you haven't listened in before, you go to IMDb, and it did just recently rechange the format and stuff. It, you'll see some plot keywords that are circled, and then you'll see a, a blah, blah, blah number more. Click on that, and this will give you the user-generated or people that are members of IMDb have submitted words that they believe are plot keywords to the movie, and our game is to rename or name a beer or something using those words randomly. 
may I pitch my name? What's your favorite beer? What was your favorite beer from this one? Uh, mine was the... the Starburst. Starburst, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would like... rename that Extraterrestrial Person on Fire. Mm. Oh, well, that, that would be interesting to see, but I don't... <laughs> I just saw the two different ones and wanted to combine them. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Although if I had the Extraterrestrial Person on Fire, I would assume a red ale, maybe something that's crazy, piney, gross, hoppy flavor. <laughs> yes. I also liked the Starburst the best. The Stardust. Starburst. Starburst IPA. Yeah. <laughs> Starburst. Just housing back. Starburst. Exactly. Um, I think it would it would have fit this movie better if it was renamed The Satirical Martian. Ooh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I'm off my game this, this episode, guys. That's way better than mine. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go way out there and say The Steady Orbit. The first one we had, I liked more than the other two, even okay. though I, okay. I'm known to be an IPA drinker. No, no I simply liked it simply because it had a, a lot going for it from a balance of hops and about mm. a balance of malt. And I'm going to say retrofuturism. God, I lost this round so bad. One word, retrofuturism. And I don't know if that's a real word. Are you saying one word, like no spaces in between, all together? Yes, it's on there. I I saw it and I was like, oh, that's my word right there. It was towards the top. Pour me a pint of the future, please. Retrofuturism right there. Randall, I would absolutely absolutely wear that shirt. Yeah. If I just said in whatever font you approve of. Pour me a pint of the future, please. Man, we got to make some t-shirts yeah, of all of these beers. Shouldn't we get we a, a little store and we'll just print t-shirts of that the, the like beers we renamed? We'll sell t-shirts, my bath water, all the stuff. <laughs> bath water? See, it's a trick. Yeah. So I don't take baths. I yes. shower. Ooh. A little bit of trivia for the fans. Very unique and rare. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Very folks. rare. <laughs> And let's wrap this thing up and go eat some food. Yeah. All right. So thank you all for joining us today. We, we've we enjoyed the three IPAs we had. We each had some differing opinions on them. Honestly, most any beer could work with this movie, yeah. but I think the IPAs went with it pretty well. This yeah. movie was the star, honestly. This was yeah. Mars Attacks. Yeah. Check it out. See it. Enjoy it. As we mentioned before, the thing you need to do is hydrate or... Dehydrate. Yes. Please, especially if you're going to drink a lot of IPAs. Yes, because these were big beers. And as always, the opinions expressed during the taping of this episode are those of the hosts. And I want to thank you all for hanging in with us. This is our 51st episode. We love you all. Thank you for listening. If you are listening, tell your friends. Stay tell- tuned. Stay tuned for some t-shirts. Yeah, we, we need to get something t-shirts. going. We need some merch. We need some merch. We're going to make some real tattoos. Merch. Yes. We're going to make some, some. I mean, we're on the interwebs. We're, we're going to make a... Your a, favorite streaming services. A, a tank. We're going to sell a, a movie and a beer brand tank. Yes. Support local. Yes. Seek out local beers. Enjoy them. These The beers that we Get have... Get a listen to our podcast. That's episode 100 is go. what do you listen to? <laughs> what do you drink while listening to our podcast? There you go. Just heads up. All right. So this is Dan Kapersky thanking you f- so much for joining us and listening in. I'm Blake. I'm also thanking you without an awkward pause. And I'm Randall. And I'm grateful for all of you. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Ack, ack. Ack, ack, ack. Are they a friendly people? Logic dictates that given their extremely high level of technical development, they're an advanced culture, therefore peaceful and enlightened.